0: My name is Dr.
1: Nate Shannock. And my name is Merrick Egbert. This is the official podcast of the Elsa Autism Foundation for Autism.
0: We call our podcast this because it's a play on our foundation's name, and Merrick and I are both terrible golfers. But we love how golf has become such a transformative tool to helping people
1: with autism.
0: When I'm not on the podcast, I'm part of our growing research team. And when I'm not part of the podcast, I'm a communication
1: specialist, so I'm in the gaps of each department like glue. Well, actually, um, for once, I can say that I'm not an administrative assistant. I am a communication specialist, part of our marketing team. And one of my roles, is to basically communicate to the whole entire world what our strategy is and what our uh, what our theming is and how we do things very, very well at educating the world. So off with the filling in the gas of each department like glue, on with the... Communicating the world, well, communicating to the world of our promise as a foundation. I'll put that on there uh, right as I do the next script. I am also course autistic still. This is our forty. This is our 34th, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Um, episode of the podcast, Animated Our Lives, with special guest Danny Bowman, speaker at the 2023 Recreation Conference and Animation Founder, so make sure to stay tuned for their interviews on Part A of the podcast. Also on Part A is our Foundation News and Updates, where you will learn more about what we have been doing as a Foundation, what we are doing, and what we will be doing. What we hope to do is to present news and updates about our foundation, interviews, and future stories that play a big role with us and with the community as a whole. Speaking of which, for Part B, listeners will get to hear our Today in the World of Autism segment, where we posit the news and current events reflective of the world we live in today. Also check our show notes for websites, resources, and other groovy things we'd like to have on the written record for all of you for autism fans. But first, here are some news and updates about the foundation. And now, today in the world of autism, starting with Dr. Nate Chinnock and his fantastic research-oriented topic.
0: Okay, first of all, since my story uh, is about dreams, uh, I want to first congratulate Merrick on the promotion to communication specialist. Um, He's an extremely hard worker and he brings so many valuable skills to the table, including his excellent verbal and writing communication abilities. He's a team oriented player and he just helps brighten the day of the people around him. So congratulations, Merrick. Thank you. So since we're on the topic, of following dreams for today's episode. I wanted to to shift gears a little from my usual topics, which mostly cover research in the world of autism. And I wanna focus on a human story that I found to be particularly moving. So the story is about an 11 year old by the name of Jude Kofi who recently went viral after he discovered an old keyboard in his home and began playing beautiful pieces of music without any lessons or formal training. Bill Magnuson, a piano tuner technician in the area, heard about Jude's story, watched the video of him playing and subsequently decided to gift him a $15,000 grand piano. Magnuson was quoted as saying, my first reaction was, this kid is Mozart level. When he was asked about why Jude's music was so special and it spoke to him, Bill Magnuson replied, it's like looking at the face of God. It really is. Magnuson also found a teacher for Jude and promised to tune his piano once a month for the rest of his life. This story is an amazing anecdote of artistic ability, generosity, mentorship, and friendship. And it shows that people are capable of discovering incredible passions or abilities at any age of their life. It may not emerge at two years or three years, but as we can see here, an 11-year-old, the first time they played a piano, discovered this incredible ability. I urge everyone to listen to Jude play, and we wish him all the best in becoming a world-class pianist. Merrick, I've mentioned some of the lessons that I took away from this, but what are your thoughts? What lessons should we be taking away from this story?
1: So um mm-hmm. that's a pretty good question um, you have here. Um so one thing that is really, really apparent in that story and also um, in our in one of our last guest stories also is how something is how technology can speak to us, can speak for us and how it connects us all. So, um, James A. Williams, accomplished uh, pianist who was on with us the last month. He, uh, he got his, uh, teaching tools via YouTube. Uh, and he even listed some of the names of the creators on YouTube that he kind of looked up to because um through these channels they've actually uh inspired him to take up piano and um it's it's often said that uh technology can be a force for malice can be a force for derision but um Yeah, it's uh I I I think that uh, he had didn't he say something about um yeah okay an eleven year old by the name of Judy Kofi recently went viral. So um it's it's the promise that no matter who you are, no matter where you are from, uh, no matter what part of the world you are from, you can become the next viral sensation or you can uh, become a connection uh, where uh, people gravitate towards you and you actually get the recognition that you deserve and I also think um that it's always a good story about how human connection is not um may uh does not always have to contain malice but the human connection can contain uh, a very much of uh of a greater kind of raising up of from nothing or elevating uh, other individuals. I mean, would Magnuson have actually, um, uh, you know, would he have not realized this kid's talent if he didn't go viral or would or he probably um, may have lived in a different state, may have lived in a different town, but uh, the piano playing was recognized by a lot of people, and it just happened to be one of the individuals uh, was kind of a godsend. So it's, uh, it's a very heartwarming story. And I'm uh, grateful to have heard it.
0: Yes, indeed. I agree completely that this is a beautiful example of technology used for good purposes. There is a question whether without a video recording and becoming um, an internet sensation, whether Jude ever would have gotten the opportunity and the training necessary to really master his craft and become, you know, he's already becoming a world-class pianist. Um, It's in psychology. We always talk about nature and nurture. And even if you have a prodigious ability and you're, incredible incredibly gifted with playing the piano there's still going to be some need for practice and learning from experts to help you really fine-tune your craft so this is uh yeah this is a very inspiring story and I want to pass it on to you now Merrick because I know you also have a great story for us
1: okay so During the countdown to March's 2023 Recreation Conference, I'll spotlight three interests of mine that are in the field of recreation. In fact, entertainment and the arts are my wheelhouse. My first interest, maybe my special interest, are video games. Maybe some of you are shocked. Usually I would talk about movies and music, but not video games. But while it is the biggest industry, dwarfing movies and music, it is still a niche subject to talk about. When I was a lot younger, my father bought me a Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Mario Bros. with Duck Hunt. My early memories of me playing at other houses is hazy. It's very hazy, but my father purchased the systems that I could have one of my own. The instruction manual was so thick that I wanted to read it so that I could dive into the world with knowledge as my base. From then on, I wanted to become a game designer or computer programmer. I was not that much of an active kid. Video games gave me the ability to see different worlds at, a pu- at the push of a button, to play as people who had wild adventures and was something that I was competent at. And when I failed, I didn't take it personally. It was a learning and growing experience. It also drove me to have a more active mind to learn strategies to proceed. Plus with certain video games, that allowed me to learn about the art and story and the storytelling as I dive deeper. Currently, I'm on the Spyro Trilogy um, Reignited on Spyro the Dragon uh, for my Nintendo Switch, and I'm also starting to play Nobody Saves the World on PC with the Xbox Game Pass, which uh, um, uh, left age before my recording. I still have a lot to do, a lot of different genres and a lot of different franchises, but I will look forward to it. Nate, what has been your experience on video games?
0: First of all I think it's really cool that you have such a passion for playing games video games and some of the the animation in these games and the plots and the the storyboards are really incredible I mean they're they're extremely artistic so I don't think it's that far fetched that you as a person that's really creative would find Uh, a lot of depth in these games. So I I remember being 12 years old and, you know, I think I was gifted a, a PlayStation 2 for my 12th birthday. And I don't think I've ever, I had ever been so excited about anything in my life. You know, it was an incredible technology and, you know, every kid's dream is to play for me at least it was to play these sports games where you could play as Michael Jordan or um, you could play as uh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady and video games were a great escape for me for a long time they were a great leisure activity that I could could do with friends and you know, it takes you to another world, to another dimension. And from a from a brain standpoint, you knew we weren't going to get through this recording without me getting a little bit on the topic of science. And I just wanna say that there are a lot of studies now showing that video games can enhance motor functioning and spatial awareness and reaction time And aside from that, video games seem to activate, um, they seem to help activate a default mode network in the brain, which is, you know, something that is involved with mental recovery, um, with creativity. And this is actually a similar network that can be tapped into with meditation. And I don't want to say that you know, meditation and playing video games are synonymous, but there is a a commonality between them, which seems to be that for a lot of people, it could be a great leisure activity and a great time to recover mentally. So I, I should probably buy a new video game system, because there are times in my life today where I feel like, putting on a video game would help me deal with stress better. So I'm happy you shared this story. I think it could be a, a good wake up call for me.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, you don't need to buy a system. You can just download Steam or GOG on PC. Okay. You can get yourself a controller uh, an Xbox One controller, a PS4 controller, or a PS5 controller. You can have a lot of fun without having to buy a new
0: system. There we go. That's why we asked the expert. Merrick, are there some games currently that you've been playing a lot or you found or, or you'd like to share? Well, um, I
1: actually just got finished with the Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot, um, trilogy. Um, the insane trilogy, basically. Uh, moving from one, uh, PlayStation 1 mascot to another PlayStation 1 mascot. Um, and, uh, basically, when you were, um, when you were gifted the PS2. Um, those properties were long gone, uh, from exclusive rights. I mean, I remember when the PlayStation 1 had Crash Bandicoot, he was the Mario of PlayStation, and, uh, Spyro the Dragon was, I guess, the Sonic of PlayStation, but, uh, but, yeah. ps 2 uh, basically had them go multi-platform I think that they were bought by Vivendi universal and so they and they were of course purchased uh, by Activision later on so um yeah it's it's uh interesting um i've I did uh the crash bandicoot insane I did um i I've, tried to tinker a little bit into um uh the Crash Bandicoot um racing team racing a uh, nitro fueled uh remake um i also uh i also play a little bit of grapple dog on steam which uh i really really like uh games of a grapple hook, grappling hook um I've just been uh, doing a lot of different things uh, with my uh, time. Um, And, uh, of course, I'm still not even uh, halfway finished with the catalog that everything brings to me. Um, One of the other cases is a retro game called Landstalker on the Sega Genesis. An isometric platformer, which is an adventure game too, and that's really, really good. Um, it's just I have so many different avenues to to do my interest in, and it's usually if I don't want to watch a movie, if I don't want to listen to music, it's usually there, and it's uh, probably most of the YouTube. Most of the channels I subscribe to are on YouTube, Are gaming channels too. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a passion of mine and it's been hooked into me since the age of eight or nine. So Uh,
0: I also love the crash bandicoot games. And I want to mention one more thing uh, about growing up with video games. So I, I actually um, I have a lot of family members that are in the armed uh, that are in the military, and so I I remember actually playing several of the Call of Duty games, and these were um, amazing tools for learning about World War II and you know both on the 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 Germany front and the japan front um so i I remember having fond experiences of that also and um that's just another example of when people say that video games aren't educational and they're they'll rot your brains uh that that's really just a fallacy
1: well, and you also have to dig in deeper. Like, uh, Breath of Fire 2 had a subtext about religion, which I found to be very provocative. And mm-hmm. I had never really thought about, uh, the subject or the concepts in that game before. Um, basically, it has to do with the power of prayer, and it has to do with a hypothetical situation in which the power of prayer is used. But um, you have to really, really dig in deep. I mean, when the PS2 era happened, you had Shadow of the Colossus, you had Ico, you had um, all these different, like, duos and everything like that. And you really could start making a strong argument to which video games can be an art form. Um, I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, but it's supposedly one of the games that really sticks with you, and it's more than just, you know, a video game. It's, it's, it has a lot of meaning, it has a lot of pathos. It's just, you know, I, I only touched a little bit of the surface of the PS2, but I I feel like um really, if I played through all of them, I, it would probably become my favorite system, because there's just So many things out there that I just want to enjoy and I want to try out. It's just such a great uh, system.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy you brought that up. Video games can be a great tool for education. And, you know, maybe one day a video game could be used to help uh, foster social interactions with people of different um, neurodiversities. So we'll see. It will be interesting what to see what the next direction is.
1: Yeah, and I also think that uh, going through the MMORPG model, um, this could actually be um, kind of a way to get into uh, such a, a groove that you have been talking about. All right. So um, we want to wish everyone a happy new year, of course, and for episodes 40 and beyond. But most of all, we long to appreciate our listenership and the foundation who will support our efforts on the Four Autism Podcast. We will be seeing you in February where we will have another great experience. For... Oh.
2: I could fly so high, oh like a butterfly I fly into the air so high, oh like a butterfly A moth is a butterfly without any colors But what's beautiful is what's inside Maybe a moth is just a butterfly trying to hide well, I'm just a caterpillar crawling around Knowledge in my head but my feet on the ground Soon I'll be like an angel in the sky Like a butterfly I wish that I could fly So high Oh, like a butterfly i fly into the air So high Oh, like a butterfly Like a bird I was meant to soar I will fly through the sunlight and even when it pours, it can't stop me when I get a hold of the wind. In the future, eyes will light up to think that I was once a poor cat and pup. We'll go up and take to the sky like a flock of butterflies. I wish I could fly so high, oh, like a From a higher point of view we will fly together, me and you well, Now I can fly, so high Cause I'm a butterfly I'm flying through the air, so high